0: I'd like to start this Spoiler special episode Dedicated to the Mandalorian By reading out a message That Mando himself sent me It's more of a poem, really It's called Grogu Brackets A Lament Here I lie In a lost and lonely part of town Held in time In a world of tears I slowly drown going home. I just can't make it all alone. I really should be holding you. Holding you. Loving you. Loving you. Let's join in. The, the tragedy. tragedy!
1: When grogu has gone and you can't go on. The, the tragedy. tragedy! Oh my god. When the empire fights and destroys your right, it's hard to bear. With Boba <laughs> beside you, you're going nowhere. I'm monitoring the real-time <laughs> subscribers to the Spoiler Special <laughs> channel. Oh, it's boy. in freefall.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> wow. The rest of it was so high-pitched that only Tuscan Raiders massives could hear it. Mm. Poor Mando. Poor Grogu. Poor the Bee Gees. They didn't deserve what just happened <laughs> they, to them.
2: They did not. That is not fair. I mean, even it's not even fair to Steps, let alone the Bee Gees. My <laughs> God. Wow. <laughs>
0: Well, we'll discuss during this episode, of course, what the real tragedy of The Tragedy is. But hello, Pod. I'm Chris Hewitt and welcome to the latest Mandalorian Spoiler Special. And this one is dedicated to Episode 6 of Season 2, a.k.a. Chapter 14, a.k.a. The Tragedy, a.k.a. Boba Fett fangirl Helena O'Hara's favourite slice of Star Wars (laughs) of all time. Directed by Robert Rodriguez, written by John Favreau. It's a fast-paced, short, sharp shock of an episode in which a lot of shit goes down, and occasionally, up. And join me to discuss it, as ever, are the three dankest ferricks I know. Helen O'Hara. Thank you. Thank you, more like. (laughs) James Dyer. That is nerd grand Admiral James Dyer to you. And of course, Ben Travis. Ben, how are you? Are you okay? Have you stopped crying? I am so distraught.
3: I'm stressed. I'm upset. I have a lot of feelings. This is going to be a therapy session. Please, everybody strap in. (laughs) All right. Well, listen,
0: to the recap before we get into this episode. Uh, So Mando takes Grogu, the artist formerly known as Baby Yoda, to the Stone on top of the mystical mountain on the planet Tython. They find it very quickly, very conveniently. Parking the Razor Crest on a double yellow, they rush up to the top of the mountain where Mando tries to make Grogu do his thing on the magic rock. It's a very poorly worded sentence, but we move on. Once there, Mando is interrupted by an interloper flying a very familiar ship, Slave One. It's Boba Fett and his problematically named spaceship, who has been tracking him since Episode One—not the Phantom Menace, but Episode One of this season of the show. So, well, in fact, that even we, the audience, didn't see him. Uh, Boba wants his armour back, even though he seemed to have ample opportunity to take it back on Tatooine. And he's brought Fennec Shand with him as backup. She's now got a robot stomach, by the way. How much of Boba is robot? Maybe we'll find out. Then more new arrivals as two squadrons of stormtroopers arrive to FS up. And with Baby Yoda now in contact with Ezra Bridger, or depending on budget, a younger, d-aged Luke Skywalker, Mando, Boba Fett, and Fennec Shand fight off the Stormtroopers, only for Moff Gideon to be an utter fucking bell end, firing on the Razor Crest, just as many people have bought the Lego set for Christmas. From his Imperial cruiser, he reduces it to atoms. Told Mando, should depart in a double yellow, mm. and then he sends in his Dark Troopers to kidnap Grogu. Mandra decides to take him back with the help of Cara Dune and presumably, maybe, a Tano and Cobb Fanth as well. Why the hell not? The episode ends on a shot of Baby Yoda and baby handcuffs, accompanied only by the sound of Ben Travis weeping.
3: Wow.
2: <sighs> <sighs>
3: it, it all started so well. There was the most glorious shot in the first five minutes of this episode that was mando and grogu <laughs> i'm getting used <laughs> to grogu now soaring through the sky ears are flapping <laughs> smile <laughs> a grinning it was it made my heart sing and then for the next 25 minutes that heart was stamped on several times brutally he's not dead ben he's not but he's 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 got a bad new dad mando wasn't the best Ooh. dad at the best of times but he's got a horrible new dad who's going to make him all dark sidey <laughs> oh
2: and 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 suck his blood to yeah. to Let's inject into other people. Yeah. You know.
1: subject him to horrific scientific experiments. Yeah,
2: not not traditionally a hallmark of good parenting. No. I think no. we can agree. It's
3: not ideal, is it?
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, w- I was scared from very, very early on in this episode because it was such a lovely start with with Mando and, and Grogu in, in the ship and <laughs> continuing the little ball-like mm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, it's still yeah. so cute. And he, when he said, you're very special, kid. And just, I, I had this moment where I was like, oh shit, they are going to write Baby Yoda out of the show. Mm. I, I, I'm genuinely scared that they're going to wrap this up that this is going to be a smaller story arc within the wider show and I'm I really don't want that to happen I'd be genuinely really upset if that happened and then the flipping episode name comes up and it's the tragedy and I spend the next 25 minutes in turmoil just waiting for the worst to happen it was a very very stressful episode
2: it was a dark time for the it travis it was such it a dark time <laughs> <laughs>
1: although I will say I very much enjoyed that the first thing you saw on the previously on Man- the mandalorian was Fennec Shan's quote unquote Mm. body and the feet going over to, because I find it quite impressive that, you know, as. When that episode first aired, people were like, it's Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett. And most people were like, oh, don't be fucking ridiculous. You fanboys, oh, this wish film is ridiculous. Because they were like, oh, I think you'll find that in the Empire Strikes Back, he has the sound, the chinking sound of spurs as he walks. And you can detect the exact same sound. And he was just like, oh, my God, what is wrong with these people? And they were fucking right. They were literally, literally right. They were the same clinking sounds. It was Boba Fett's clink. Boba Fett, more like. Feet. They were his Boba Fett, yes. Oh,
2: boy. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know what? This is the first time Boba Fett's ever done anything useful. So, you know, I'll give him that. He was pretty damn good in this episode.
0: Uh, Helen, I think you'll find that he tracked Han Solo mm-hmm. uh, whenever both people couldn't so track bored. Han Solo. i uh, so bored uh, of this
2: argument. He's actually army. a really efficient <laughs> bounty hunter, Helen. Yeah, uh, anyway, so if they're retconning like him. him into somebody competent, then, like, great, I guess. He's yeah, pretty cool here. he's got cool skills here. now. I, I, I did think they almost overdid the competence here, though. You know, yeah. so suddenly... Like,
0: why have people watching a show about this guy when we should be yeah. watching a show about that guy? But
2: like, suddenly, you know, Mando and Fennec are suddenly having trouble with a few stormtroopers who we know are rubbish and can't shoot straight. And, and then... You know, Boba turns up in his armor, and suddenly he's a magic person who can like <laughs> mow them down easily. I don't. We saw it.
1: Return of the Jedi.
2: He shit right, and <laughs> so that was a bit like, okay, you're, the lady doth protest too much at this point. I, I get it. Yes, yes, he's very, he's very tough. Okay, well done.
3: Especially before he was like a shooty guy, and now he's a whacking everyone with a big stick guy with a gaffy stick. Yeah, ga- a yeah, the gaffy stick, Gaffey was stick. Cool.
2: That was cool. I did like that.
1: Also really like the explosions of stormtrooper plastic when he was sitting there. Which mm. We've never seen that before. We've never seen stormtrooper armor shattering. Yeah. Uh which is quite nice because I've always thought it a little bit unwise that Mando has Beskar steel and the stormtroopers have plastic suits.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not plastic. It's probably like it's like
1: it's like proper Hasbro issue. It's oh. the same thing you get your sandwiches in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's Tupperware.
3: Yeah.
2: Hey, Tupperware is pretty tough, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah. Although it does get the sort of tomato marks. Anytime it, you put like yeah, a red th- sauce th- in, it, it always stones. Yeah, that's turns. true. It's that's true. true. That's not
1: great. God help it goes near any Heinz tomato soup. Have we that's tried it? putting
2: Stormtroopers in tomato soup just to see what would happen? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should.
3: That's how they made the Sith Troopers in uh, oh. Rise of Skywalker. That's why wow. they had red costumes. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's 57 oh. varieties of Stormtroopers.
2: <laughs> well, there apparently are these days. Yeah. My
0: God. There's loads mm. of them. Yeah, um, yeah the, the Boba Fett thing. He's a bit of a Boba Sue in this, isn't he? Really, like he's, <laughs> he's he's good at everything. I I don't know. I don't know. But I I wasn't as in love with this episode as I think the internet is. Mm. I I thought it was a bit slight, to mm. be honest. Ooh. And I I am not as uh, as down on Boba Fett as you are, Helen. But
2: yeah, I didn't are.
0: like him being presented as the the flawless saviour. There's a bit of retconning mm. going on with this man's yep. character in this, in huh. this episode. Um, we've only ever known him in the movies, of course, as, you know, an ambivalent character, shall we say. Mm. Calling him a bad guy. I don't know if if he's that because he's a bounty hunter from a certain point of view and all that sort of stuff. But uh, in this one, he's very much like, oh no, I'm I'm very much a, a rugged, adventurer, hero type person. And... I will I'm with you, Mando, all the way. Some mm. of my best friends are Mandalorians. Some of my best friends are rugged adventure hero types. Yeah.
2: It was I also was I mean, there's there's a few moments in this that I had a massive Or small, massive problems with, if that makes sense. Like, they they, lines that immediately made me go, what? But, like, overall, like, I was enjoying it, but there were moments which really took me out of it. And one of them was when both he and Fennec expressed shock and horror that the Empire could possibly still be a thing. And I'm like, where have you been? There have been (laughs) Imperials, like, all over this joint from day one. Like, are you really that sheltered that you didn't notice? I don't understand. Mm. So, yeah. So, and, and that was very much a line that I think. Was designed to make him seem more sympathetic, more hostile to the Empire than he has been in the past, and it, yep. and it just smacked massively. <laughs> they never on paid him to me, for
0: Captain Solo. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, so yeah, dude, these are your former employers. Calm down. Yeah,
0: I sent an invoice. I chased it up three times. <laughs> I had thirty day terms. <laughs>
1: uh could we can we take a moment to talk about boba fett's knee rockets what was up
3: with <laughs> the knee rockets well when you get to a certain like, age such a just reference
1: <laughs> to something that just
0: happens to your knees naturally
3: doesn't it that they crack it's and start firing off rockets yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah he didn't have knee rockets he had tons of them i mean i, I thought that <laughs> i'm sorry
0: I that, wow I thought, I thought mando only had the helmet and the backpack But apparently he had loads of shit just knocking around in his... Knee rockets as well. Knee rockets and and
2: how many... Greaves? Are they Greaves? How many missiles does he have?
1: Well, that's the thing, and I never really understood where uh, you know where where Cobb Vanth got the spare one from when he had it in episode one. It's just like, where are you getting spare rockets for this ridiculous bespoke jetpack rocket launcher thing?
2: Maybe they're in Space B and Q. Maybe you can pick them up at any corner store. Perhaps. we don't Perhaps.
0: know. Amazon Prime really will deliver yeah. anywhere. <laughs> yeah, same day delivery, rocket please. <laughs> yeah, I have so many questions about Boba Fett in this. Uh, the, I was anyone slightly disappointed. Maybe maybe I don't know, maybe would have tipped the show's hand a, a little bit more had we had more of a sense that he was tracking Mando all the way through the previous four mm-hmm. episodes, rather than just kind of turning up going, Yeah, I've been I've been tracking you. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. And,
2: I mean if if he can just track him, I suppose that, you know, has form given your previous example of competence. But like why did the Empire need a tracking he, uh, device? Oh god. Managed to
0: outwit Han Solo and uh, that puts it very uh-huh. much on an even keel with uh, cool. the beloved Carillion smuggler.
2: Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. Anyway, be, uh, you know, the, the the Imperials have a whole tracking device, like Boba just what turns up. Uh...
3: <laughs> also, um, Mando stopped on the on the fishy planet for like mm, quite a while ages. to fix up the ship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so why, why didn't he track him there?
2: Maybe he was still building Fennec's stomach.
0: Yeah. He could have gone He he could have gone to Dave Nafaro and just taken the armour from the ship when Mando wasn't there.
2: You know? Maybe he was still behind him at that point. Maybe this is the first time he's caught up, and maybe he's just incredibly slow.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cobb Vanth had had
1: it for absolutely ages, hadn't he? Yeah. So, you know, take it from him. He, he'd just easy. been watching Precisely. from
3: afar like, one day, one day I'm going to get that armour. <laughs> Not today.
0: Cause every time every time he I'm, today I'm gonna take the armor and then Cobb kobpf takes his helmet off and he says oh he's
2: so I can't, handsome I can't do it
0: can't do it can't do it
2: yeah I think that's what happened
0: yeah it must be because I I did wonder that because when we first saw him in episode one chapter one chapter one we should stop saying episode one because it's confusing with Star Wars but it's not chapter one that's the thing yeah. it's chapter, chapter, nine. chapter nine Christ chapter nine <laughs> ah, too many chapters chapter nine. Chapter mm. 9. So when we first see him in Chapter 9, he's on Tatooine. To war- and he's been on Tatooine for a while, right? Because if those were yeah. his Boba Feet with Fennec Shand, then yeah. has he known that Cobb Fanth has had his armour for a while? Just go and take it off him. He's just a handsome man. That's all he is. He's not a particularly skilled fighter.
2: He's not not skilled. He's not
0: not skilled, but, mm. you know, his greatest attribute is his incredible hair.
2: So handsome. Yeah. Such That's a odd. handsome
0: man
1: more importantly are we going to find out why he isn't being digested over the course of a thousand years in the stomach (laughs) of a sarlacc like what's going on here like is this pattern oswald's filibuster come to life i think it is i'm not sure what's happening where's thanos it's very confusing
2: (laughs) no more thanos god yeah I, i guess he crawled out so that's fine uh, and he somewhere along the way learned to make robot stomachs and bring people back to life after being yeah. dead for quite some time, which yeah. you know would usually lead to brain injury, which Mingna definitely does not have.
1: I love that bit, the way she's like yes, and I was saved by Boba Fett and then just shows him an I because and what explains this is I now have pipes where my stomach should be.
0: Therefore I'm
1: alive. No, part two three
2: PO. I just you know, what's that? What's what, up with that? What is the what, what
0: what <laughs> I, I don't think she was dead at that point. I think she was uh, it was a bit like uh, Mr. Orange in Reservoir Dogs. So she was bleeding out, so very, very slowly and in Star Wars a way, dying, which yeah. is fucking-
2: you're not dying. You're okay. You hurt real bad, but you <laughs> ain't
1: dying.
2: Um, if she was bleeding out, wouldn't Mando have noticed? Like that—that that makes him pretty incompetent, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> or callous. <laughs> I mean, pick one.
1: Maybe yeah. she gave him a Fennec Shandy to to look the other way.
2: Maybe, maybe. Like what? Sure.
3: do they sell those in Galaxy's Edge? <laughs> yes, <sighs> along yes, with yes, the blue milk.
0: <laughs> but yes uh, this movie this movie this episode this chapter chapter 14 is full of people suddenly just you know deciding that they're not evil anymore
3: <laughs> so mm. like,
0: Bob is like yeah. yeah I'm not evil anymore and then Fennec Shan's like aha you thought I was yeah, I'm evil I? I'm probably not <laughs>
2: But making up for all of them, you've got Moff Gideon, who's like super evil. He's all like, (laughs) let's hold off on stopping this baby Yoda from, from, you know, choking people. Let's see how far he goes, you know? Maybe he'll super duper choke them. Or maybe he'll just stop before (laughs) the end and throw them around. I don't know, but I'm excited to see which way it turns out.
0: Yeah. And why does the... So here's the thing about baby Yoda at the end, right? Yeah. Why does he choke the stormtroopers, but not
2: the bad man with
0: the dark saber?
2: Because I guess he's like still a baby and a bit stupid that's all i got hey
3: don't say that um okay
2: also- better explanation <laughs> then, fight you. <laughs> maybe <laughs>
3: he's really clever and he knows that there's one guy who he really shouldn't fuck with and that is really? moff gideon he- why because of the tash be- because of the whole evil aura and the dark saber and the fact that all of the evil evil people seem to be in his command i think baby yoda knows who he can and can't mess with is my personal I mean- take
2: does I feel know? like all the more reason. All the more reason. <laughs> I think he's just a bit of a ba- baby and doesn't know who to attack first. You know. Mm.
1: Yes, as as is the the conundrum that all babies face. Who <laughs> should I attack first? <laughs> Honestly, some babies of my
2: acquaintance—that's definitely their conundrum. They're definitely going to attack somebody.
1: Little all Stewie uh. from Family Guy. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I did very much enjoy him. At one point, I want. Are you forced choking those stormtroopers? Yeah, one hundred
2: percent was. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: That's 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 dark. And that's like that's a Sithy thing. It is. That's mm-hmm. a Sith move. It is. It is. And like obviously he's doing it against bad people, but I'm I am scared that he's being dragged down a bad path because mm. they, they have made a point in the series, haven't they, of the fact Darth that he is Grogu. he has the capacity to mm. to sort of lean a little bit dark side as everyone does, and that would be that would I don't know if that would be more or less sad than him being written out, evil baby Yoda or no baby Yoda. I mean, he's more. literally
0: killed children. No, no. I mean, this
1: is not and, the worst thing he's done. Yeah.
3: Let's be fair; we forgave him for that. We did. All right, did because he's so
0: gosh darn cute, yeah. and that's that's they a problem. Ex- same ex- same reason why Boba Fett couldn't take the uh, the the armor of Cobb Vanth because he's just so oh. gosh darn cute. Uh, it's the same thing here. This whole show is going to end with Mando having to put Baby Yoda down. No,
2: absolutely not. No. I refuse.
0: Chris with the dark saber. He's gonna he's gonna take oh, him out geez. the back of the round the barn. And then we just hear the sound and then only one person will will That that sound was
3: him flying off to the farm, yeah, where he goes and lives (laughs) a happy Mm, Yeah, lives a
2: happy life on the farm, yeah, with Bucky and Steve. Yeah. Yeah. He straps his
3: new jetpack. What happened to the jetpack, by the way? Oh He took it off for uh, for plot reasons and at no point was like I should go and get the, the jetpack back because yeah. I'm really going to need this any <laughs> second says, now. Baby Yoda's in trouble. Let me
1: run away from my jetpack and hike up the mountain, you absolute bellend. It was
2: the most annoying thing in this entire episode. So I get that he, you know, there's a standoff. He's told to take it off. He does so so they can negotiate 100% on board. Then something else threatens Baby Yoda. His first move, surely, is pick up the backpack as he runs. Yeah. I do. It was very annoying to me.
1: Twat. Oh, the worst. (laughs)
2: Um, I do think, though, that there there were a couple of problems with that whole Mandalorian storyline, I thought, in this one, which were, uh, you know, he he goes up, obviously, and then, of course, wouldn't you know it, the magic Jedi phone has engaged and he can't get through to Baby Yoda because, you know, no dial tone and such. Um, Mm -hmm. But he tries three times, and Mm -hmm. one of the times, the third time, looked so similar to the second yes. me and the dialogue was so similar. I genuinely think they only shot two and they used an alternate version for the third one 100%. because they felt like two wasn't enough to establish that he'd really tried. And... They needed that to kind of justify his absence from the fight, and also the fact yeah. that. See, I know, had a moment
1: where I genuinely thought it had skipped back because the dialogue yeah, me too. and that it looks identical, and I was like, "Is this? It's either a joke or something's wrong." Yeah, like, I couldn't work out what had happened. Yeah, that that's very weird.
2: I think I think two didn't feel serious enough. I think two didn't feel like he tried hard enough, and therefore they added in just some cobbled together footage. I think two was fine. He third. got flung
3: across the mountain at that point, though, especially with. Boba Fett and Fennec Shand sort of seeing off the Stormtroopers, every time he was like, okay, well, I can't get through to Baby Yoda, so I'm just going to run away from him and go and join the fight. He's like, no, stay and protect him there. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. let the mm-hmm. others be the the front line. Yeah. Dreadful I thing. was like screaming at my TV, stay with Baby Yoda. What are you doing? Yeah.
0: Have you not seen the, the episode title? For <laughs> the love of God, man, it's called The Tragedy. Oh. It's not really a tragedy, is it?
2: The tragedy being, he buggered off after the third attempt, and immediately, yeah, maybe he'd have hung up. And I mean, you know, that's the tragedy. <laughs> it's the sort of you know, it's the it's the kind of Romeo and Juliet thing where mm. you know he she, he takes the poison and then she wakes up.
0: Oh no, you've ruined that spoiler movie for us now. <laughs>
3: yeah. so, it was <laughs> I, Star Wars does the mist. <laughs> oh, Just wait no. a
1: few more seconds. Oh no! Oh no! A man, that puts a bullet in Baby Yoda's
2: head. Oh no. um, <laughs> That's dark. I love the
1: that tragedy. Baby Yoda was doing his core with like with his hands, like his fingers in little sort of like yes. yogic meditation
2: oh. position. <laughs> Absolutely magic. Was so
3: cute. There was some insane Baby Yoda cuteness mm. among everything yes, else here. There was. Like, oh my god, when he made friends with that tiny butterfly.
2: Yes. Oh, that was so adorable.
3: That was absolutely... And, or and even
2: when he when he perks up every time Mando says his name, like, uh um? mm-hmm.
3: This is then- 100% selling me on oh. Grogu. The fact that every time Mando says Grogu, Baby Yoda makes a cute little noise and looks at him. I am, like, 100% more on board with Grogu than I was last week, purely for that reason. That is an incredible choice that they've made. It is so mm. cute every time it happens.
2: I wonder if Baby Yoda kind of uh, matures and fits and starts, because it feels like there has been... They're a little bit inconsistent with how aware he is, how much he understands, how much he can be relied upon to do. And I wonder if they're going to move him a little bit forward, shuffle him a bit forward all at once at some point. Do you think that's going to happen?
0: Or he becomes like a strapping 17 foot tall (laughs) gentleman with a deep (laughs) voice. That would be more than
2: a shuffle, I feel like. But, you know, just just like he goes through, like something like coming out of that eye of the world thing that he was in maybe he you know picks up some language or picks up something you know but he can i just, clearly
0: understand right he can clearly he yeah. rocks what uh, what i mean he does Mando's but then you have got
2: things like when he was when he was playing with the wires in in the now departed razor crest trying to fix the ship and you know that was like talking to a 2 year old it really was yeah. and i wonder if at some point it's going to be like talking to a 5 year old you know um who might understand some of what you're saying I don't know why Maybe. I'm thinking of this, but it really No,
0: you're, you're absolutely right to do so because he clearly can identify threats and he can identify mm. when Mando's in trouble. And I think I think the wire thing might've been just a color thing. He may be colorblind.
1: He may be and colorblind, sure. Be, yeah.
0: We, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it happens. It was, a bit, Wars. it was a bit rocket and baby group, that uh yeah, <laughs> very much sequence.
2: And which is adorable and that's a yeah. cute scene as well, you know.
0: Yeah. I loved uh, I did love the way that Mando reacted to his delight at being called Grogu. So mm-hmm. he, he, he goes, Grogu, and the kid looks up and he's like, he he he. He's like, <laughs> yeah. ben. For that moment, I don't think it was Brandon Wayne or any of the other guys in the armour. I think they that was Ben on a <laughs> on a rare day. He'd yep. snuck onto set, donned the armour <laughs> and just
3: giggled at Baby Yoda and they kept it in. My NDA has expired. That was indeed me. <laughs> <laughs> I was also the person who said, you know, when they, when you sit Baby Yoda on the rock, make sure his mm-hmm. little tiny hairs are fluttering in the breeze. That was my specific note, and they took it on board, mm-hmm. and um, I think the results were pretty incredible, so you're all welcome.
2: Uh, another problem, slight problem, uh, with, the, with the scene, or with the, with the rock temple in, in total. At one point, Boba Fett points at it and, and goes something like, up there on the henge. Mm-hmm. Technically, the henge is not the stones. The henge is the earthworks. That the stones stand upon, and that didn't look like an earthwork, so I don't think it's a henge technically. Uh,
1: I, I live for Helen druid explaining to Bounty Hunters in the Star Wars universe.
0: This is why the episode yep. was only thirty three minutes long. There was actually a ten minute argument in the episode about what a henge is, and they decided it henge was too is, boring. I know, and, yeah.
2: yeah. Hey, hey, it's fascinating no. information you can use there.
0: It's great for us. We we love it. I, <laughs> I, I I love I love in Star Wars this this shortcut, and the same thing kind of happens in. Um, in Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame where they go to Formir and these mm. this is a big planet and they just seem to magically happen upon the one mountain that's next to the the thing with the red skull and whatnot it's they the same thing here it's scan from
2: orbit I mean have you learned nothing from Star Trek come <laughs> on or well, just go
0: to Yelp looking for a <laughs> seeing stone
3: maybe baby Yoda's like force senses were tingling and he was pointing it's this side yeah
0: whatever it is that he says. Uh, So they go down to the Stone on the henge, on the henge.
3: Oh my God. I did let out an audible, ooh, when it all started lighting up. Um, I thought that moment was delivered really well. I think they wait Mm -hmm. long enough of him just sitting on that rock and you going, oh, I can see how this is all going to escalate pretty quickly with, with bad people coming and knowing that they're being tracked. Um, But yeah, that moment when everything's sort of connected and lit up, um, it felt really sort of, tingly. I thought they did Mm. a nice job with that.
2: Mm. Yeah, it was cool.
3: It was good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I
0: like the the sort of visual evocation of what that looks like. Mm. we, We don't often see Jedi's power is displayed in that way. It's something that you feel rather than see, usually.
3: It felt quite different to sort of Jedi Temple stuff in other media as well. It feels like even, I don't know, thinking just of games and obviously even the recent uh, holiday special, it feels like sort of caves that you go into and big underground caverns. Whereas, yeah, this was a bit of a different setup. It was just like Mm. rocks over ground.
2: It was a little bit more like the Jedi Temple in Rogue One, sort of on top of that city, mm-hmm. on top of the kind of Mesa mm. that they had. It was a little bit more similar to that. But you're right, it was a lot a much more open, much more part of nature, which you would think would be more of a setting for the Jedi. A, a, a little bit, though, like um the the kind of the altar in Acto, where Luke l- mm. leads Rey out into that kind of tongue of rock, and they sort of sit at the end of that. So it was, it's maybe more of that kind of Jedi temple, I guess. Mm. It was like um,
3: Jedi Coachella. <laughs>
2: It was clearly outside in California though this time, right? I mean, yes. it certainly <laughs> seemed like it.
0: Yeah. I have many questions, many, many questions. I hope you guys can can answer them. So, who is he calling? We talked about this last week. I have my crazy Luke Skywalker theory, mm. but it says Bridger, isn't it? It's Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Cuz it's good, it's to, good talk. to talk. <laughs> If they can get Bob Hoskins in this show, then they've got one I mean, heck of a yeah, budget. I was going to say. <laughs> that would be impressive work.
2: God, it'd be wonderful. Um, I'm not sure. I think I think your your guesses at the top of the episode would seem to be logical. You know, if, if Ezra Bridger was last seen with uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn and he, his name is being bandied about, then it would make a certain amount of sense, perhaps, for, for him to turn up. But we'll see. I mean, he's basically just put a call out, hasn't he? It's one of those... Yeah. Um, random sort of posts on, on Twitter and he's hoping it will go viral and that somebody will <laughs> come back to him, I guess, you know. Hashtag
0: I, help, hashtag Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wonder, I think I think our choices are fairly limited in terms mm. of Jedi who are alive at this point. And uh, I think given the way that the show is clearly so wedded to the animated series, I think it's going to be Ezra Bridger. And that'll mean a lot to a certain type of person, of course. Obviously, as we're all fully invested in no-shows, it'll mean a huge deal fans. to us. But I do wonder, I still wonder what would happen if in the final episode, a de-aged Luke Skywalker showed mm. up. The, the, the internet with would literally break arm. in two. Yeah, with a metal arm. It would, it would <laughs> break. The internet would break in two.
2: Mm. Oh my God, can you imagine?
0: Can you imagine? Mind you, can I mean, you, you, you
2: know. We talk like it's not likely, but you know. Then at the end of was it s- end of season one of Star Trek Discovery when they just bump into the ac- Enterprise, not literally bump into it, but you know, find themselves in space near it, and you were just like, "Oh ah, my god!" Um, I feel like there's there's a little bit of a similarity here that, that, that you know, Luke is the Enterprise in this scenario,
3: and and you wonder whether obviously for a long time before. Well, I think we were saying last week a long time before Luke. Went into hibernation or whatever. He mm. was actively seeking out Jedi and training them and stuff. So yeah. he is potentially on the lookout. I I think it is more likely that it, that it's Ezra that it's because I, I just don't know if they would connect this so specifically to mm. a Skywalker character. Seeing as it's Disney trying to move away from that, no one has the budget to de-age Mark Hamill for this. It's just no.
2: No, that's why we're talking no. about alarm and Bucky.
0: Yeah, It can't cost that much to DH Mark Hamill. You just, you just get some footage from Slipstream. Stick it in. No one knows any different. <laughs> but yes, other questions. So did you expect Boba Fett to be in this episode? Because we expected some people to turn up whilst Baby Yoda was on the phone mm. to whomever. And we thought, oh, it's going to be the Dark Troopers. It's going to be an all-out onslaught. And we're going to see how badass they really are. And then the first person who arrives, we're like, hang on a second. I
3: know that ship. What? Yeah, I I didn't expect him in this one. I think partly because we haven't seen him at all since chapter nine, Uh, but as much as there was a bit of um, narrative convenience at play, at the same time, I did think it did quite a nice job of tying some of these disparate threads together. I like how as the episodes go on, there are certain points that the strands can feel quite disparate and then they cross over in ways that make enough sense that feel mm. like it's sort of tying those those threads together so I thought it was overall quite satisfying in 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 that respect
2: I I would agree with that I think it's uh I think it was probably time and I think if we are building how many seasons how many episodes are left in this season Only two. two two right so you've got a kind of build a character, if he's going to be as big a character as I think some fans, not myself, but many fans are hoping, then, you you know, you probably need him about now. It's got to be now or next week. It can't, you can't, he can't just turn up in the finale having been in the, in the opening episode, I feel like. But I was surprised to see both him and Gideon back in the same episode. That was, that was a bit of a surprise and a good one, you know, Um, although it was clear from the opening, you know, recap that they were both going to be in it.
1: I like that Fennec was in this. I also thought that they, she acquitted herself very well as a badass in this. Like when she's taking out the stormtroopers, the bit where she jumps backward off the rock, shooting in midair—like, yeah, okay, okay, you're
0: pretty cool. You're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the few moments I think that kind of—I didn't. When I saw Robert Rodriguez's name pop up at the end of the episode, I was—I have to say—a little surprised because I didn't really detect a lot of his signature flourishes in the episode. But I guess someone jumping off a rock backwards whilst shooting a gun is fairly rodriguez (laughs) No one flipped out a dick blaster at any point. (laughs) But they did have knee rockets. That's true. They did have knee rockets. I mean. This is this is Star Wars. Dick blasters are probably off uh, <laughs> off limits, so you know you, you you just move down the body a little bit. Okay, can't
3: have a dick blaster, but you can have a knee rocket. It, um, it it did feel a bit El Mandiachi at some points, but I, the, the point that, the felt there was a point halfway through the episode where I thought oh, I wonder if this is the Rodriguez one because he'd been sort of strongly rumored or reported mm, to yeah. be mm. directing an episode this series, and that was when. Boba Fett was whacking people with his big stick. The fact that all the stormtroopers were pretty mangled, that people were sort of messed up by it, I was like, this has a bit of an edge to it that feels like it may be the Rodriguez episode. Mm. That that was the tip off for me. Yeah. There wasn't enough Danny Trejo for me there. That, no, that was a big tip off. <laughs> I think Cheech Warrant
1: was one of the uh, Stormtroopers. So that's fine. <laughs> maybe
3: maybe, uh, maybe Danny Trejo mocapped all of the Dark Troopers because they are on a similar scale of, of badassery so, there.
1: But we should mention that. So the Dark Troopers were an interesting one. It was interesting to see them confirmed as Dark Troopers, of course, from mm. the 1995 Dark Forces video game. Uh, although, as I recall, and, and <laughs> I think you'll find, uh, as I, I don't recall them being androids back then. Obviously, they are mm. now. But I thought they were just. It was. Heavy-duty stormtrooper armor. They are actual robots. The droids. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel yeah.
3: conflicted about them being mm, full-on robots. But the, it felt a little bit like they were an Iron Man iteration, and a little bit like mm. they were sort of you know the the Cylons, the sort of Robo y Cylons. Mm-hmm. From yeah, from Battlestar yeah. Galactica. Kind of between the two of them.
2: Yeah, or the or an evil twin to the Iron Giant. <laughs> yeah, a very <laughs> evil small. twin to the Iron <laughs> yeah. Giant. Not so much Superman as Lex Luthor.
1: Yeah, Terminator yeah. type things. Come
3: with me, Grogu, if you want to live. Yeah. They just didn't feel the most Star Wars to me.
2: No.
0: No. no. Didn't feel to me Star Wars at all. And it also felt to me like it was maybe two steps back because mm. the they they had tried robots and they had tried robot troopers and droids yeah. and it That's just right. didn't work, which of course led to the formation of the, the clone army. Indeed, yep. And then leads us, lead us full circle to Boba Fett. So maybe they're trying to make a point in this episode with... Boba Fett, who is born of the clone army, I guess to an extent, yeah. being up against robots, so maybe the Empire's going back full circle. Like, I don't know. Mm. I also felt like if you're going to introduce
1: your, you know, main badass stormtroopers and then have them do nothing. Nothing. Some admin.
2: Pick up a tiny baby. They pick yeah. up yeah. the
1: kid from school and bring it home. And that's yeah. like they did the school run. That's essentially yeah. what they were there for.
2: I'm thinking about your point. Sorry, sorry, James, not not to pick up on that, but Chris's point just a second ago. Maybe it's a maybe it's deliberate. Let's be really charitable here. Maybe it's entirely deliberate that the empire keep doing the same things over and over. You know, there's this um, there's a Christian heresy, and I forget which one it is. Mikianism really, maybe which which has it that the God and the devil are equal, and, and that both can create. And Christian sort of uh, orthodoxy is that the devil cannot create anything. That evil is doomed not to be able to. Think up anything original, basically, and you know it kind of feels that way in in the Empire. They keep doing the same things over and over. Storm Killer or Star Killer base being exactly like the Death Star, the second mm. Death Star existing for God's sake. They just don't have much in the way of newness.
1: Although the Droid Army isn't Imperial, that is of course the Trade Troopers, Federation. Of course, so <laughs> the, oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the Empire have never really relied on on Robo
3: Troopers. I, I I do like as well. I I genuinely hope that this. In a, I think I said a couple of episodes ago, in a sort of sprinkling it along in the background kind of way, does tease how the Empire becomes the First Order. I think that is a valid thread for them to follow, because um, mm-hmm. I think they make it quite explicit in the sequels that it does spring somehow from the ashes of of the Empire, and there are obviously very similar design links to uh, the the different generations of Stormtrooper and stuff. And I quite mm-hmm. like the idea that they seem to be hinting at here that. Obviously, this is the Outer Rim. This isn't the sort of center of the galaxy. These are the arse end of nowhere planets, and it is like the weird fringes of the Empire that are left over that are still clinging to power, and they are doing weird experiments. They are doing the sort of cloning, mutation-y experiment things. They are making mega-robot, evil, dark troopers. That it is that sort of more the the way that certain things lean into the like oh the nazis were doing like weird occult experiments and things it's like that weird fringe arm of the Empire that has somehow survived because it was mm. on the edges, because it wasn't at the heart of things, and that that is sowing the seeds for the more mainstream Empire to come back as the First Order, right? I I, I want to see more mm-hmm. of that. I don't want yeah. it to be the main thread, but I think that would be a really nice way to start to like tease towards um, where the sequels come in.
2: Yeah, maybe.
0: So where do you think it's going? We've got two episodes left. If I were a betting Mando, I mm-hmm. would say that we're not going to see bo Tan again this season. I think that was setting up a thread for season mm. three. I think you're probably right. No, I think it's, otherwise probably. it's
1: too many threads. Weirdly, I have a feeling that Boba Fett's going to die... And man Whoa. has to inherit slave one because he what? doesn't have a ship anymore. The razor crest mm. is written off. Yes. an Absolute insurance write off. The only thing, <laughs> of course, to survive our baby Yoda's little born naturally. Oh, thank God. And the Beskar spear, which I'm glad he's still got because, you know, yeah. that's worth a lot. But I just feel like he doesn't have a ship. So maybe we'll see him in season three cruising around in slave one.
2: Unless he exchanges the Beskar spear. For, an for another ship. ship.
1: Well, it's probably worth a ship, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, maybe it does.
3: Maybe he gets like a really swanky new ship.
2: Ooh.
3: I, I do feel vindicated in my prediction the other week that, that he that the Razorcrest was a temporary thing and that he would get different ships and sort of trade up and uh, maybe not in the way I expected. <laughs> it is literally <laughs> uh, blown to smithereens. Yeah. So what you're saying, Ben, is they're going to they've destroyed the Razor
1: Crest not so we can have Slave One, but so they can have a new ship. And Mm -hmm. Disney's thinking, cha-ching, new Lego sets, new models, Mm -hmm. merchandise, Mm -hmm. go-go. So cynical are you?
2: I mean, I I think that the next episode is is. Going to be a, a break out of prison right it's going to be a prison break it's going to be a, <laughs> a heist movie yeah yeah
0: with bill burr back again yeah, exactly
1: he's
2: literally going back to get his uh his team back together um whether or not they want him to uh yeah. just to uh just to get that the baby out of there or at least the next one's going to be planning a prison break and that will <laughs> so be it's the like finale he's going to be like the know?
1: daniel ocean just turning up at everyone's houses just saying one more we need one more
2: <laughs> you think we need one more <laughs>
3: I like that um Mando is assembling his own Avengers. He's got like a really <laughs> hefty <laughs> roster of like powerful mates now. I do wonder if we'll see Bo-Katan before the end of the series again because I uh, sure, I imagine that hopefully by the end of series 2, good god I hope Mando gets Baby Yoda back. Um hmm. and obviously Moff Gideon has Baby Yoda and he has the dark Saber, so he has hmm, what Mando true. wants and he has what Bogatan wants. So maybe they team up because it's like should be me. part of Mando's 11. Yes, yeah. exactly.
2: Do you know what? That's right. It would make sense if Bo-Katan comes back into it. Because also, if he has the Beskar s- spear and he needs to turn that into liquidity, he should really give it to Mandalorian, right?
0: You'd You think. know,
2: according to the tenets of his religion. So it would make sense that he goes to her for help in exchange for that. And mm-hmm. it would make sense to get her involved if she hears about Moff Gideon. Does Does Mando even know his name at this point? I'm forgetting.
3: He's just to like, Moth that Gideon. horrible dude yeah. who keeps following yeah, he me and-
0: Yeah, and okay. he, he yeah. in the, the Carl Weathers episode he went of, of Gideon's yeah, dead. Um so he does he does know. Yeah.
2: So it might make sense if she was aware that he has the Darksaber, which she totally appears to to know mm. um from her conversation with the Imperial officer. How that would she he get might be in touch involved? with
0: her?
1: Facebook.
2: There is a means. Uh, He can use the Jedi phone. I don't know.
1: (laughs) The Jedi phone. There's got to be some kind of Star Wars social network that they get in touch with people on. There has to be.
2: Has to be. He's he's been able to re-establish contact with everyone he's met at this point, you know, in the series up to this point, So when he needs to. So I assume that they exchanged numbers or, you know, connected on LinkedIn or something before they said goodbye last time. That is a good point,
1: that whenever someone in Star Wars needs to find someone else, they turn up on their doorstep, having flown across half the galaxy. No one at any point thinks to, I don't know, send an email or something. It can't be that difficult. (laughs) Are you busy on the 15th? Princess (laughs) Princess
2: <laughs> yeah. Leia did episode four
0: that's
1: true first
2: thing that's sent true. a message
1: she she had yeah she sent she sent a mail
0: yeah but she didn't send it via email no. she tucked <laughs> it away into a droid and then Obviously.
1: hoped it would find it <laughs> to yeah. its way the most so, precise that Star Wars yeah. they haven't invented communication
2: she she trusted r two d two if there's one person in the Star Wars universe you can trust it's r two d two
1: also, could I just point out that this episode is an episode which has the most redundant handcuffs in the history of the Whoa, penal system? Why so are small. you shackling this infant creature? Look
3: <laughs> Have you seen handcuffs. what he can do with his hands? Like nothing. <laughs> no, he
1: strangles people and throws them across rooms. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure he can use the force by lifting both hands at once. Like everything is like, oh no, I can't lift my hands independently. I am um, cut off from the force.
0: Yeah, you, you feel the force. It's not with your hands, it's with your whole body.
3: Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter, yeah. Ben. Yeah, yeah. Where did they get those tiny handcuffs? They were so small. Do they yeah. just have teeny Who's tiny making ones? making those?
2: Maybe they <laughs> shrink to fit. I don't know. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe there are. You know, maybe there's a kind of knack McFeegle in this universe, and you know they're very dangerous, he, and they have to be He's a wee
0: unfree up. man. Yeah. There are so many small creatures in the Star Wars universe. If you want, if you're going to handcuff a Jawa, you need those little tiny handcuffs. That's what oh. you
2: need. Probably Jawa. But
0: yeah, but you know, just you know, going back into it, so I'm excited about Bill, Bill, uh, Bill Burr being back in it next week. That's going to be very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ah, I, oh, James's Boba Fett prediction. I don't think they bring Boba Fett back just to bump him off. Yeah,
1: but yeah. I've rethought it now.
0: I've, I, I recant it.
1: You don't kill yeah. the golden goose. I think Ben's Ben's merchandising plan seems much more Disney to me. So mm-hmm. yeah
0: and you know there's going to be so much happening in the next two episodes and also this episode was 30 minutes know, long guys too short. No, <sighs> 30 it minutes was,
3: long no it was great it was like i this is what i like about this show i think it's you, so you get certain episodes that this felt like its own distinct chapter of the story but it didn't for me it didn't need to be any longer than it was i thought it got in it did what it needed to do and got out with a, enough like loads of action in there but a lot of character stuff along the way i <laughs> found it really satisfying also, it yep. was so stressful, I don't know how much more I can have <laughs> taken of it.
2: <laughs> yes, I think that's true.
3: But of course, it's a real
0: tragedy of the episode that the razor Crest is blown up and not mm. that a, you know, a, a small child is kidnapped. I realise now, when I started that sentence, <laughs> that... <laughs> It's a small champion being kidnapped. Yes, I realize that now, but you know, it's a lovely ship, and I grew attached to it. And I, I'm really, really, really hope now that my wife hasn't bought it for me for Christmas because <laughs> every, every every brick I put together from Lego will will just I'll just cry salt tears onto it, which is Aww. never great. Uh, two very very quick things before we take some listener questions. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Mando has never heard of Boba Fett. You know, given that this hmm. is a very very famous bounty hunter who's been passing himself off he as a famous? Mandalorian. No
2: one said is he's famous. famous. Yeah, I, I, I think reject he's this notion Yeah, I,
0: I
1: don't He's think remembered he's as famous. if he's
2: remembered as somebody who got knocked into a pit by a blind man
0: Exactly, exactly <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> Well, Helen I think you'll find he's actually the person who uh, oh managed gosh. to <laughs> oh, geez. I mean, no I, I think he's
1: he's, he's yeah I think he's just some random jobbing bounty hunter mm. kind of like YTS graduate I, I'm not I'm He not...
0: succeeded where
1: Dengar could not yeah, I mean, yeah oh Let's boy. talk about Dengar shall we? <laughs> Fucking Dengar, who became a swoop bike racer in later life and then died. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Bosk? <Bosque>? Not <laughs> Bosk, that's no. for sure. That's Boba for sure. Fett. Yeah. And, mm. and, and frankly, Zucker sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started on Four Lom.
0: Yeah.
2: I, for, thank thank for you shit. for not.
0: <laughs> More like IG88.
3: 88. Crazy88, 88, as his friends call him. Yeah. <laughs> on the flip side i think we have established that mando himself is very sheltered he's like all in Mm. on the way and he's like diehard mando and at the same time everyone else keeps coming up to him trying to tell him like there are other things he can be
1: as a mandalorian so Mm. he's utterly sheltered from the rest of the universe
3: i feel that's kind of the point though that that Mm. he is i don't know he's been brought up a very specific way with a capital w unaware that actually there is a lot out there in the galaxy that is different even within Mandalorian creeds and in Mandalorian yeah. history H- how much are we supposed to know obviously as diehard fans of the animated series <laughs> how much are we supposed to know about the Mandalorian civil wars that were casually tossed into I miss quite a lot of that backstory
2: yeah I think yeah I think we'll we'll We've we've obviously all seen that in in rebels you say uh, Cold War? yes rebels yes, yes the reba- and, uh, rebels and are intimately familiar with it but I think more you know details will be dropped about that I think in the time to come I think also we might go to Mandalore at some point right I, I think that is possible um, yes, and it will I be wondered, this time of year oh I'm I'm sure yes with the things in bloom um, <laughs> <laughs> but I I yeah I think it's. It's interesting how sheltered he is. And it is also to his credit, however, that he doesn't reject things out of hand. I mean, you know, when he was sort of confronted with Bo-Katan and her faction basically going, no, you're a weirdo. He ran away. He (laughs) He ran away. But then he then sat down with them, you know, planned a job with them, hung out. And I think that's a sign of a a slightly more open mind than maybe his teachers would have expected. So I do think there's, I think there's growth there. I really do.
0: Yes indeed. I think we will see Pedro Pascal's visage before the the epi- before the the whole season is out in How fact. Do you? season? I, I do. Wow. Well, that's, that's a, a, well, bo- season. That's yeah, a big claim. The next two episodes? Yeah.
2: Wow, that is a big claim. As as mean, two I, episodes?
1: I I I, I, mean, I no. I do not no. believe this to be true. No. He's, he's barely flashed his chin so far.
0: This is not the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way if you want my client to continue to act in your show uh, going into the third season. Fair enough. He does,
2: he does have a good face. I, I will say he does. He does yeah. have a good face.
0: Like, did you see his arse? I
2: have. I mean, are we going to see him fully full, dressed, fully you know, naked
1: but... by the end of the season? That's it, yeah, full frontal by the end of season three is what we're saying. Absolutely, Good Lord. <laughs> Yeah. Something Gaffey of a departure. stick out and flapping in the
3: wind.
2: <laughs> Something of a departure for Disney Plus, but uh, yeah, what a way to go! <laughs> Getting
3: the old best ghost beer out, you know? Oh no! Oh my word. Okay, here's some here's some
0: questions. Here's some <laughs> questions from listeners at am underscore Antolin. Uh, what do you guys think about the idea that the Jedi, as in last chapter, could act as a backdoor pilot steady for an Ahsoka Tano TV series?
2: Yeah
3: yeah it okay would, next question <laughs> yeah, i mean it would i would 100
0: watch,
1: watch it yeah. i would
3: watch it i i yeah it does make you wonder how many of these things are going to be sort of setups for spin-offs and how many mm. are for future series of the mandalorian because yeah. this could very possibly be the start of a boba fett thing i'm sorry helen but it, it no, feels it's, like I it think could it's be. possible yeah um and it, i mean it's funny to think anyway that it almost feels like the mandalorian spun out of that initial idea that was floating around for a a Boba Fett thing that never really happened. Um, so maybe this Josh is Josh Trank film. Yes, mm. yes, that's what it was. Um, that that maybe then it it somehow spins out of of this. It, it, yeah, I I don't know who quite is going to cross back over into Mando's path and who is going to skip off into adventures yeah. elsewhere. I think Ahsoka I think, seems like the most likely candidate at this yeah. stage. Yeah,
2: and there's been rumours since she was cast, I mean, and probably even before that. So I think that's highly likely. I think we'll see her at least once more here mm-hmm. um, before that happens, but I, I would absolutely not discount that.
0: <laughs> I, would, I was absolutely. If I were Mando, I'd go back to that place, Corfus, and I uh-huh. would. I would go, you told me to stick the little fella on the magic rock... And look what happened. So you the very least you owe me, because debt is a, the idea of being mm-hmm. someone's debt and honor is huge, especially in this episode. <laughs> Everyone's yep. like, Oh I was evil but now I'm I'm in his debt. Well I was evil but now I'm in your debt. So maybe mm-hmm. Ahsoka is gonna be Guilt one of, tripped one of into Mando's,
1: Mando's 11. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be him. He's going to, he's going to go back through all the previous episodes of the show, picking up people that he met along, like <laughs> Cobb oh. Vanth will be in there, the little the so blue man, the fish lady, you know, all of them. Oh,
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God. And now all of the babies are like huge <laughs> yeah, and hench. Right. They're like a little <laughs> yeah. army. Yeah. They're all along for the ride. And he goes back and gets
0: the ice spiders who weren't killed, and then you know they're in his dead because oh. they're still alive. And do you remember Ew. that thing that ate you? Do you want to get no. your revenge? And then Pally Motto you know, and Ant Man and all oh, of these people. I would be totally on board for that. As someone who absolutely adores Seven Samurai, Magnificent Seven, Battle Beyond the Stars, films like that where people <laughs> are recruited. Yeah, I, I, I often don't oh. care about the final battle. I just like to see <laughs> the people being recruited, and that's if it was just if it was an episode of Mando recruiting people. I'm I'm up for that. Well, Absolutely up. For next that. Week.
2: Which which of them's gonna be the Brad Pitt so eats all the time and wears extraordinary suits? This oh, is an important question. Baby
3: Yoda. That would have been Baby Yoda. But oh. he's
2: not he's he's the test.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's the test. He's, he's the Julia
2: Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Maybe it'll I thought be that Cop Cop was understood. Vanth.
3: Yeah. Maybe now okay, that no, I, Vanth, oh, he oh, doesn't yeah, have Cop the uh, armor anymore, so he needs a new cool yeah. outfit.
2: Okay, so it could be either be that light grey suit that Brad Pitt had, or I'm also open to the green velvet suit that Kate Blanchette wore. So mm, yeah, yeah, we all. Oh.
0: Here's another question at Itchy Nads on Twitter. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it's, a, it's a name that someone chose ten years ago and is now regretting, <laughs> especially if you have to print it on a business card. Come and follow me on Twitter at Oh No. <laughs> After 40 years, is this the first time Boba Fett has actually been cool or relevant without falling into a hole?
2: Yes! (laughs) It's a massive retcon.
0: No, I still think he's cool in Empire. He He is cool in Empire. He's not cool in Jedi. He He talks back to Darth
2: Vader. He's the one person who talks back to Darth Vader. (laughs) I think you find
0: Helen, actually. He doesn't take any lip from the Dark Lord of the Sith. Um, Yeah. He's, He's cool in Empire. He's cool in Empire. He's, he's got a jetpack. He, he, he has good armor. That is pack. his.
1: That is his main feature.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll go. I'll go with that. And he is pretty cool in this one. But uh, I, I did like cool that shot one. of him arriving on the jetpack, and that's sort of, that was a Rodriguez shot. Actually, mm. the very spaghetti western shot of him yeah. in near uh, in the armor. But he's still not cooler than Mando.
2: No, not even close.
0: At Will Kindy. Will Kindy Simple question here. Which is the bigger tragedy? Baby Yoda being snatched away by Moff Gideon or me buying the Lego razor Crest last week?
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on the plus side,
0: he can authentic- authentically
1: now smash it. So, you know, that's... So.
0: Yeah, this is true. This is true. You know, so you've got two you got two kits in one there. You've got as <laughs> it was and then as it is. No. Oh, yeah. No. And then just set the thing on fire. <laughs> uh, yeah. The ship, not Baby Yoda, by the way. Oh, God. Uh, at Edward Llewellyn... Uh, No itchy nads here. In light of Grogu's newfound powers, do you think we'll ever hear him talk?
2: This is what I'm kind of saying. Like, I kind of want little hops forward in his development and just to Mm. get something else and just to maybe justify some of the stuff they're doing with him because his his mental age does vary enormously and I would like yep. to see a little bit more consistency in that and I think maybe giving him a little step forward that you acknowledge would be helpful in doing that. Correct. If
3: his first word is Mando you're going to have to yeah. find a new person for this pod because my heart is going to explode and I will not be around.
0: Can you imagine? His first word will be Day Jedi scum! And then no. he'll do a big force lightning no. thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. will he
0: have the same sort of syntax problems that Yoda has had
3: mm. Was that, mm. I wonder if that was ever a cultural thing what <laughs> <laughs> if his first words are get him dad or dad get him <laughs> yeah. his first words will be dad there'll
0: be some variation of he'll reach out because Mando in this way, he was like oh, I'm going to bring you back to the Jedi and then there are the people who and then they can uh, I'll let you go and then you can you just know he's never going to let this kid go never Although he seems to give up on him pretty quickly when he's taken out to the ship. <laughs> it's like Boba Fett and Fennec Shander are like, no, we can, we've got a ship now. We can go and get him back. It's he's like, like, oh no, yeah.
3: He's gone. It's he's too gone.
0: He's gone. All I yeah. have to remember him by is this knob <laughs> at hipster underscore doofus. Since when did Boba Fett become such an honorable man? Also true. Since they wanted to give him a spin off. Yeah.
2: Mm. <laughs> so cynical. <I'm> so cynical.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't think I do you think there's a Boba Fett spin-off? I don't think there's a Boba Fett spin off being thought of. I think it's you've got a show called The Mandalorian. I feel like it it's Boba Fett's only thing is he's got cool armor and we now have a character with <clears throat> cooler armor.
2: Well, he also has a cool spear thing staff, dude. Um yes. and <laughs> he has the coolest sidekick because, you know, Fennec is played by Ming-Na Wen. I don't know she if is. you know this, but like, cool. the, you don't get a lot cooler than that. She kept mm. S.H.I.E.L.D. going for, what, seven seasons? Mm-hmm. You know, she could get a Boba Fett show off the ground.
0: She really could. And don't forget, he's no good to be dead. <laughs> At Tim from Wales, was there a significance in Fennec showing us her robot belly rather than just telling us that Boba Fett had saved her? I think that is to perhaps set up the idea that people can have robot bellies, <laughs> maybe, down the line. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case it comes in handy, so should someone be shot in the stomach? Or maybe what? Boba oh. is robotic in some nature? Maybe this explains why he managed to crawl away from the sarlac. Maybe mm. he's only got one leg. Maybe that's why he's got knee rockets.
2: Right. What
3: you're saying this is I mean... this is the real Rodriguez thing in that it's it's planet terror, his his legs yes. are guns. <laughs>
0: No, I'm just saying I'm just saying I think it's setting it up. I think it's setting it up so, you know, that one character or a major character will either be revealed to have robotic parts that we haven't seen before or that someone, maybe even Mando, is going to have bits of them blasted off. But why do we need to show that we've already had
2: Luke Skywalker? Yeah, we, know we know that, that people yeah. can have
0: bits replaced with other bits.
2: I think it's just like they thought it'd be cool.
1: I think they need to explain why she's alive and that seems like well, a way that's to do true. it. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh At Remy's Gambit, now Boba Fett is back and his return mirrors the legend story. (laughs) Tell me about it. Which other elements from the older canon would you like to see explored on The Mandalorian? Personally, I'd love for Mara Jade to feature in some way. Uh, Mm. Who can forget Mara Jade, also from the same novels that uh, Grand Admiral
1: Thrawn spawns, Timothy Zahn books. Mm. She ends up uh, flirting a lot with old Luke Skywalker. I think she marries him, actually. She marries him, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah, but then I think we have to... That will depend on Sebastian Stan's availability to play Luke, right? I mean, uh, so I I don't know, but cool, sure, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, marriage aid. I can't think of anything else really. That's that's kind of. I I, I tell you what, I don't want to be canon, and it can't mm-hmm. be canon anymore. But is Chewbacca dying?
2: Oh As yeah, he no, did in that, that
0: mm-hmm. terrible book where a moon fell on him or something. <laughs> and oh no!
2: Damn, you Thanos! Yeah. I
0: was about to say, was he fighting Thanos? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh so I don't want that to happen. Chewbacca I would love genuinely love Chewbacca to outlive every major character in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> on his way. There. Yeah, he is on his way. Just sit there alone in the in the in his garden like at the end of Godfather part 3. Alone marked with regret. Um all the things he could have done, all the things he could have done to save Han. <clears throat> this is anyway. not okay. At Mike Boy, can we now also credit Imperial Stormtroopers with Charlie's Theron in Prometheus-like survival instincts when faced with an oncoming boulder? <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> just run away in a straight line. Do not attempt to dodge.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: Extraordinary. It didn't
2: make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. I get that he bit.
2: thought that the gun might break it up, but surely you still duck to one side. Yeah, you uh, give yeah. yourself
1: a period of time.
3: Think, no, it's not working. I'm now just going to get out
2: of yeah. the
1: way, but no. Yeah. <sighs> Crushed. I like that
3: moment though like anything like people running away from a big boulder is ultimate Lucasfilm this felt like a a nice little sort of throwback (laughs) moment yeah
0: Yeah, I thought so as well I thought it was very very Raiders Uh, at BJT underscore T Says, I might only want to felt that something was off this week. There was some awkward Mando dialogue, and he uses the example of uh, flying with the windows down. I loved that line, by <laughs> the way. I thought it was terrific, and though, especially the way it went into you know, them flying mm-hmm. with little Yodas flapping, oh. ears flapping in the wind. Uh, Mando repeatedly saying, right, it's time to go, kid, before being repelled. We've talked about that. Yeah. Stormtrooper yeah. not moving as a boulder rolls at him. It felt to me like it was rushed. Everything was thrown together. Everyone was thrown together. And then it was suddenly just over. I think... I didn't think this episode I think the show's been on an upward curve, and I think that pretty much every episode has been better than the one that came before and I think this one was the one that bucked that trend for me. I thought it was fine I think that but I think that any inherent sense of peril or jeopardy came from the title it came from us knowing the title, so it came from mm-hmm. us thinking that something bad was going to happen, and it kind of did at the end but no one died. There wasn't any real tragedy. There wasn't any sense. It wasn't, for example, like Ozymandias, huh. the mm. last but two episode of Breaking Bad, where you can really feel the walls closing in and everything goes so horrifically wrong. Yeah, And your stomach just ties into knots. And this could have been the Mandalorian equivalent of Lat, and it wasn't for me. It just felt, and I don't know, maybe it just because, I don't know, where it was shot It all just felt a little bit
3: samey. I don't know. I I genuinely did feel a sense of peril in this one that I don't always feel with this show I think there was a bit of that sense of dread like I said that conversation before we knew the title of the episode that conversation well one sided con- conversation between Mando and Baby Yoda was like oh I really feel like they might separate them and and when he leaves him up on the rock you think this is evidently going to go tits up in a, in a big way and mm. one thing I really like about the show is that it is weekly that we have time to digest each episode that we watch it in the morning on a Friday and we come and talk about it here and then we live with it for a week and then Next Friday, we get it all again. Mm. This was maybe the first one where I was really like, do you know what? I I wish this was all available because I would watch the next one immediately. I I actively enjoy having those breaks from this show. And this is the first one when Mm. it came to the end that I thought, I need to know what happens next because it's also up in the air now. Mm. So I had to know it. It did have that for me, I think.
2: Yeah, I I I would agree. It didn't have all of the tension that I wanted maybe from it. But, you know, the driving with the windows down line, stuff like that, that... The the questioner picked up on. I've had that with other episodes this season. There have been a couple of lines that just felt like anachronisms. They felt like more us than a galaxy far, far away. Um, But but not so much this time. I think it's maybe just the fact that after a couple of quite long episodes, we're back to a short one. It might be that that makes it feel more slight and more rushed and less tense, like you were saying.
0: I mean, listen, I've said this repeatedly on the show that I think the only peril in the show, they're not going to kill baby Yoda because they're not going to kill the green goose <laughs> that lays the green <laughs> golden eggs. But I always f- have felt that the name of the show is deliberately fake in that mm. it's the Mandalorian, but it could be about another Mandalorian, ultimately, that someone else could take the- take up the mantle. Mm. Um and that could be Boba Fett. It could be Bookatan. It could be someone we haven't met yet. I think Boba
1: Fett is not technically a Mandalorian, so that wouldn't no, be good. Lord.
0: <laughs> but of course, if it would sense, you know, from a narrative point of view, that Din Djarin, John de Chardin, makes the ultimate sacrifice for his kid, mm. uh, whether it's at the end of this season or the next season, and then hands on the mantle, the Mando mantle, to someone else. I hope that doesn't happen because I really enjoy this character. Uh, I really enjoy their adventures, and I think Boba Fett has got a lot, a lot more ground to cover before he's compelling enough to follow on a weekly basis. No matter how I thought Tamura Morrison was solid in this mm. episode, but uh, you know he doesn't, he doesn't fire my engines the way that Mando does, uh, so to speak. But uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the questions. I, mean, I think we covered pretty much everything that everyone else uh, has asked. You know, how do we feel about Boba Fett being a good guy? Uh, that sort of thing. Stormtroopers are shit, aren't they? They can fit a lot of them into those carriers, <laughs> says curator John, uh, who says, I'd pay to watch Mando in the cinema if I could. I'm in tier three. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you're out of it soon, John. Uh, I kind of would as well. But listen, my thoughts on this being the best iteration of Star Wars for for a while, it have been well documented. The last thing I'm going to ask you guys is, Why the hell does Moff Gideon not send the Dark Troopers immediately? Why does he not. (laughs) Mm. If he can blow the Razor Crest out of the ground with just one shot, why doesn't he do that right away? Uh, And why doesn't he do it to Slave One? And why doesn't he do it to our heroes? (laughs) If he can fire precisely from space. So he may. Right.
2: Well, he has the tracking device, so he can fire precisely at the Razor Crest. He may not be quite as precise otherwise. Okay. He may not know where um, Slave 1 is parked because it seemed to be parked slightly, somewhere else, slightly far off. And he hasn't been tracking it and maybe doesn't have the same accuracy. Why does mm-hmm. he send the stormtroopers first? Ah, no reason.
0: Classic military tactic. You send in your shittest troops first to exhaust your opponent. And then yeah. whenever they're knackered and they've put their jetpack down for reasons, <laughs> you reasons- send in the other fellas to take care of business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Think we've nailed it. Think we've nailed it. <laughs> well, listen, two episodes to go. I'm very, very excited about where the show could go. It could go in a million different directions, uh, and that's exciting. It's exciting to have a TV show that we don't know where it's going to go. We don't know who's going to show up. All we know is that a reckoning is at hand. Mando is not happy. Grogu is mm. about to be rescued.
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, yes. All I want by the end of this series is for baby Yoda to be back with Mando and for Mando to plunge that Beskar steel into the heart of Moff Gideon. (laughs) That's how this has to end. I need it. Right. I think that's it for our dissection of chapter
0: 14 of the Mandalorian, AKA the tragedy. Very enjoyable. It was as well. Join us next week for our penultimate dollop of Mando dissecting fun. Probably chose the wrong word or you know oh god what if some of the sex mando? um oh no. but yes don't forget the M- regular empire podcast is out every week as well every friday so do listen to that as well but until then until we meet again until that auspicious occasion it is goodbye for my three dank ferricks of such lethal cunning baby yoda's magic rock aka
3: ben travis tiny shout out for uh baby yoda's little flappy ear when he was all knackered after after ah. phone in from the rock oh those ears every week Oh, and he gets he gets sad he gets tired at the end as well when he's like throwing the stormtroopers around and he's like Oh I'm, I'm He's so a asleep. sleepy little guy and I relate to that in a big way.
0: <laughs> they stunned him. Why did they stun him? Monsters. Those mothers at the yes, end. Yes. Oh. Also, this is this the first time we've seen a live action stormtrooper stun since the beginning of New Hope. I believe so, yeah. Mm. Like if you have that setting, you'd think you'd use it more, right? Well, I mean if you are trying to just kill people probably easier, isn't it? That's true. That's very true. Uh, it is goodbye from Jedi Daniel Blake. Goodbye. Couldn't you have come up with something that pertains to the episode? Probably, but, you know. <laughs> it's, it's 20 past six on a Friday night. So. <laughs> yes, but when you did it, it was five o'clock. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's goodbye from Fennec and Neck, aka neck Helen and neck. O'Hara.
2: I just I, look. Honestly, it was again. It's been a long week. That's the. That's all I had. I always. think
0: watching Helen's meltdown as she uh, as she <laughs> juggles this new podcast of hers alongside our podcast and uh, your, your various sundry duties uh, has been not fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I've got eight out of ten done now. It's all going to be fine. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> and it's scoop eye for me, aka Razor Crushed. Oh. Oh. Farewell, Razorcrest. We hardly knew ye. Uh, I am off to go back through the previous episodes of this season and see whether Boba Fett appears in the background, like the Devil's Haircut video. So if you pause it and then zoom in, maybe he'll be in the background really, really like distant, like looking at a camera like that. That's what I want to see. Any excuse to watch these episodes again, basically. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. See you next time. This is The Way I Have Spoken. Bye-bye.